This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. It's life in football. We are life in football. You are now listening to the Life in Football podcast. Check out the new website, lifeinfootball.com. Welcome to the Life in Football podcast, baby. I'm your host, Mike Fee. And this is your co-host, Colin Moore. You know we loving life and enjoying football. Top notch ballers all around the world. Top, top notch ballers all around the world. Today, we got a very special guest on by the name of James Coleman. He was a fullback at Florida State. Also, was very interesting. I played against him in high school. He played at Florida High back then. Big boy, big time fullback. And he was one of the first people. We had to wait me, I'll never forget. Now this the old Florida High, y'all. This when they used to be on Florida State football. I mean Florida State campus. So um I went, we went in the weight room and he lived like he had one of the he was on the bench press. He had like one of the some of the most weights on the and I'm looking like, oh my goodness, man, in high school. Boom, pushing off the chest. And Come to find out, you know, later on that year, I played him in football. And um, he was their fullback. Now, just imagine him on his side when he went to Florida State. He was that same side his senior year, coming through the hole. Now, Jane Coleman, to this day, man, he a, he a great man. He helping the youth. He, he coaching. And then he got his business. He a business owner. This guy right here, man. This a person is a role model for us, for the youth, or anybody, for us college ball that you can look at and say, you know what? It is life after football. And this guy, when he was in high school, you could tell he was determined because in that weight room that day, I remember him, <laughs> he making all the noise and everything, but he was a guy who was determined to be the best, to be successful. And then when he went to Florida State, it ain't even turned out. He kept doing the same thing, running hard, playing hard. And um, I know he's somebody Coach Bob was, was happy to have on his team, man. And this is a Florida high legend. But without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and let Simo bring him on. So now you, since y'all was already on the campus, they, they already knew about you. I, they already knew. They probably said, look, look, look what we got right there, y'all. Look, look, go, go ahead and practice, see what we got. And they already knew they were going to lock in. I mean, that sounds right. That sounds yeah. very, that sounds like it should be that easy, but yeah. it's not. Um, honestly, Florida High now, um, I, I'm so proud to look at what they're doing. Um, what um, Coach um, Hickman, young Hickman, he um, actually coached me. He wasn't, I had old Hickman at first, and then he yeah. left and did some other stuff. But um, we kind of had a downturn. We had Mike Gaines, who I was able to look at, and Mike Gaines was that guy, mm-hmm. number one tight end in the nation. And then we didn't have really anything as far as like guys making noise like that. Right. So I had to come up and really make a name for myself. And, and one, I like that. I'm, I'm going to cut that and I'm going to play that to myself because people don't talk that nice about me. Yeah, yeah, I joke yeah. to people all the time. I go to Starbucks every morning, not because they got the best coffee. It's because I know I'm going to pay $5 and somebody going to say, how you doing, James? It's nice to see you. Thank you, Mr. Coleman. Right, Before right, right. media, you know, they tell me I'm stupid all the time. I don't know what I'm talking about. They don't like my opinion sometimes. But, <laughs> but Florida High, um, you know, we, we hadn't had a guy go to Florida State, I believe, since Martin Mayhew. 
And that was um, in the in the late, it might have been late 80s, early 90s, and Martin May, he was now the um, general manager for the Washington Commanders. And so I went, and then a few years after that, my godbrother Brandon Jenkins went. Um, and then we had, then all of a sudden, now Florida High is known for being one of the premier programs. But we had kind of taken a, a step back. Um, but a lot of the stuff that when I went there, it was probably one of the, the best experiences for me for what I'm doing right now. Mm. Um, you know, I, I grew up, you know, people feel with Tallahassee, I'm Rockbrook, and then hanging out on the South Side. Before football, I got in a lot of trouble. I was physical. I've always been physical. Yeah. And me and my friends have always been physical. We were physical probably for the wrong reasons. Um, <laughs> that we, we were very hot-headed, hot-tempered. Um, went to Fairview Middle School first before I went to Steele Collins. Um, had to get a little bit of correction. And um, But we, um, you know, football, you know, I came in, I played that, and my mom didn't want me to go um, to, to Ricketts or to Lincoln so that I didn't get in the same trouble I got at Fairview. So they put me in Florida High, and Florida High helped me um, be around a different element, a different crowd. Um, but at the same time, I had a guy, Joe Nixon, kind of put me on football and he said, James, you get to fight people and people cheer for you to fight. Yeah. And you don't get in trouble. And I'm like, you mean to tell me I can go hit somebody as hard as I want to <laughs> and I'm not going to go to jail and nobody, I'm not going to get in trouble. He yeah. said, yeah. So I started saving all of that. People talk to me slick, do all that. I said, man, I saved that up for practice and Man. for games. And I was trying to knock somebody out every game. And, um, and, and it, it kind of just helped me get a mentality um, that has kind of helped me be successful in life. Because I don't set, I never set out to be a role model. I, I don't, I, I, I'm not even going to lie to people. Right now, my, all my intentions on things that I do is very selfish. I don't want a James Coleman to mess up, my James Coleman III or Kai Edgar Coleman. Um, I'm trying to prevent them from having to see young men like me. So if I can go be around their friends and be around other people and influence their environment, that might help them be um, better. Because I, I think about now maybe the people who I might have influenced the wrong way when I was coming up and like, man, what could maybe maybe the city have been a little bit better had I been not as hard headed. But it's trying to just you know try to make the world better, not for me and not for the betterment of the world. I just want my kids to have a better world. So yeah. if that helps other people, great. But it's selfish. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's the, that's the main reason, man. But but yeah, man. I'm, and I love Tallahassee, man. Tallahassee is a great city. I wish I could still be here. If I, I probably would. My son think he's gonna go to Florida High okay. somehow and, and make people forget about him. He's hell bent on being the only James Coleman that people remember. Yeah, he gonna he gonna, he gonna put that work in. I'm ready for it. I hope he hope he doesn't, man. What what now? What actually made you pick Florida State? Cause you could have probably went anywhere else. So what made you? I was going to Miami. Out of gate. So again, so backstory to that. My mother went to FAMU. My father um, went to FAMU for a little bit, but he's from Columbus, Ohio, and my mom is from Trenton, New Jersey. So basically, Philadelphia area. Right. So we have. I have no. Even though a lot of people know me here, I have a lot of family here now. I have no blood in the city of um, Tallahassee. Right. So we came down here and it was like nobody here. And when I came down here permanently, all I knew was Northeast and I had to learn the South. Right. But um, well, in the Northeast, you saw an inner city in the Northeast. You saw Florida State, Miami play. And we saw Florida State, Florida play, play Florida State, but I, I didn't really like Florida. They were weird. They were the, um, if you ever see the 30 for 30 when, when, um, when, when, uh, was it, um, Jalen talks about how he hated Duke. Yeah. Cause Duke was two parent households. They right. were this. Yeah, so yeah. that's how I looked at Florida. I'm like, that's the, that's a certain type of black guy that the Gators go for. 
<laughs> button up, yeah. enunciates their words. They don't have fun. I like rap. Yeah. I see Miami doing backflips in the end zone. Yeah, I see Florida okay. State. I see a coach that's got a reign over his dogs, but lets his dogs be dogs. Yeah. And so I said, it's only two. When we came down here, there's only two programs that I could ever see myself playing for. Right. That's Miami or Florida State. And when I came here, because of the connection with FAMU, I only knew FAMU. Florida State is right there. I didn't go to my first Florida State game until I was recruited. So I was going to Miami, but my story is interesting in this. And this is what I want people to pick up from this. Stop telling these kids these lies. Mm -hmm. All we heard was if you're good enough, they're going to get you in. Good enough, they're going to get you in. So while I was incredibly smart, I didn't go to class. I didn't do my homework. Yeah. I, I passed every test, though. But the problem is about 25% of most of your classes is attendance and homework. Right. So you got to get 100. So I'm making it harder on myself thinking that this is going to get me in. See, all I got to do is graduate. So my GPA, and they can lower the GPAs for some for a certain amount of athletes, but you got to get into the college. Right. So I had a hard time actually getting in. So Miami had to pull my scholarship because I couldn't get in. And... Then it was like, okay, well, I still like, I really like Bobby. Bobby, yeah. you know, I met Bobby. Bobby's a great dude. Had some Miss Ann. I thought it was Miss Ann made the banana pudding, but turns out it was Airmark. But it, yeah. it is what it is. But yeah. it, Bobby liked banana pudding. I like banana pudding. We share the love of banana pudding. <laughs> but I couldn't get into Florida State either. And what happened was now it's called a blue shirt. Mm. Then it was, a, I got to prefer a walk-on spot. Mm -hmm. And their thing was, they said, you got to get in, though. If you can get into Florida State, James, we got you. But we don't think you could get in. And it, man, like I said, I don't know how people believe, and I get it. It's a lot of weird stuff going on. Something outside of human intervention got me into Florida State. Right. Because there's a program called the CARE Program. And um, I got in through the care program, but I did not apply to the care program until well after the day. Matter of fact, it was a week before they were making decisions on who's getting into the care program. Right. So that's when they had me apply. Mm -hmm. You had to have, there was still a minimum GPA that you had to have and then a minimum test score. It was a 2.5 core GPA. So it ain't your GPA. Core GPA is just the classes that you, the, your algebra, your, your Englishes, right. your maths and stuff like that. My core was 2.3. My overall GPA was like two seven, but that's with your PEs and everything else. Yeah, but yeah. like, that's the only, but it wasn't so much that I won't lie. I went to my history classes cause I love history. I went to my English class cause I was a teacher, Strazula, who I really liked. And I kept having good teachers. I hate math. I hate science. <laughs> I don't understand. Like when you start putting them letters and saying the letters mean number, I just, yeah. my mind isn't. I'm logical. Yeah. One plus one equals two all day. Yeah. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. So my GPA wasn't high enough, high enough, but I scored a 30 on the ACT as a sophomore in high school. So they probably saw all that. So too. they saw this yeah, stuff, like and then the lady told my mama, "He ain't getting in." I don't know what to tell you, ma'am. He not getting in. Yeah. Somehow, I got in. Yeah. And then once I got in, it was uh, it was it was it was all that was it was it was just destined for me to go to Florida State and play for a legend like. Um, like Bobby Bowden, and I'm I'm so grateful for um for the man. Um, I, I, it taught me, and even as a man, it's taught me to 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 judge people by what the product that they show you. There's always going to be things that we don't agree with. Um, I don't care what your political leanings are. 
That man came and got me from out of a situation that I was in. That man showed me every day that he loved me. He showed me a way to be able to conduct myself as a man. I would be successful if I followed his path. As an old white man from Alabama, <laughs> took a young black man like me from two different places that is show, and I got an opportunity to see the world because of that. And I got a chance to say that I play for a legend and there's doors that I can get in simply because I played for Bobby Bowden. And I probably wouldn't have had that same opportunity if I would have went to Miami because I think um, one of the benefits of being here, being from here, knowing people here, people knowing how the different stages of how I've grown up and how I've grown, they kept keep me on the right path. In Miami, big city, you, you you can get lost. It's very easy to get lost, um, and I think I would have. I think I would have got lost. And um, I th- I'm again. I'm grateful for it. I have tremendous respect for the University of Miami when we talk trash. I just hate Florida. So, um, but but as far as that man, it's one of the best to sit. And then bigger than that, and I tell these young men all the time, man. You know, my mama got a chance to see me play every home. So eight times a year, I knew my mama was going to see me play. Right. And and my sister, who's unfortunately her birthday's in September, so her for eight years of her life, her birthday revolved around yeah. football. So it's like she she could have friends over, but they was gonna have they would come see me play, and they was gonna have a sleepover after a slumber party after yeah. that. And then the most important moment to me was we played UAB in two thousand four. That was my first college touchdown. My grandmother had never been to a football game live before. She was in there. She saw me score my first touchdown. And if I hadn't been, if I'd have been somewhere else, she, she probably would have missed that. And, and, and just what Coach Bowden, um, Miss, it wasn't Miss Carroll, Miss Carroll's there now, I forgot his secretary. Uh, no, Miss Stacy was the secretary. Miss Stacy took care of my mom. She gave the handicap passes. And people thought I was way bigger than what I was. My mom was parking in the stadium because she had a handicap sticker. So for my grandmother, so she was there. And then my grandmama was like on the 50 yard line where they had a handicap seat. So she got a chance to see all of those things. And I got a chance to put on for the city, um, which is important. My jersey was in Shingles Chicken House um, when they was here. That's my goddaddy, Daryl. Um, you know, I would go there, give me um, a four-piece white, double fries and a root beer, go play Miss Pac-Man while, while I'm waiting for it. And, you know, just to hear, though, that's what I, I, I don't care about national fame. I am really just a, a, a local guy that really when I the most important thing for me is when I come back, I go see Daryl. I go see uh, I, I see the shingles. I see the Bailey's. I see the Lightborns. I see my mama. And the most important thing is for those people to always tell me because they know they knew the direction that it could have gone, that they're proud of me and that my mama can go hold her head high when she walk around the city because everybody knows what I'm going to do. They still talk about, you know, three years we shut down the whole hood, gave us some book bags. Um, they talk about me playing. They talk about the glory day. So those are the things that are very important to me. And that's what I try to make sure my sons understand. Your name is your name. Right. Um, more important. I mean, all the other stuff is dope. You know, it helps when you play sports and you do some things excellent. But at the end of the day, your name is your name. And see, the one thing he talked about is the Higmans. So the daddy on Higman or the father he had Florida High running a certain way. And, you know, coming from Quincy, like we've seen Florida High as almost like a preparatory, like like school, like how he was saying, like how you see the guys at Duke. That's how we kind of seen Florida High. And, you know, but the kids always were treated with respect. And we did have some kids from Quincy who used to go to Florida High. 
And recently, Florida High football for the last probably seven, six years. I don't know if they recruit. Hold on, I ain't saying I don't be trying to go looking in nothing. <laughs> don't go trying to look into nothing. I'm just saying. They balling. They balling. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting at. They got playmakers. Right. The last six, seven years, I don't know what to happen, but man, they taking over. Like they like they the the link how how Lincoln used to be. Like they the Florida High is not a premier team right here. That everybody say, man, I don't yeah, I don't think we're gonna be gonna win against them tonight. How you feel about that? They're looking at them now. I think it's awesome, man. I really wish that I can get back more. I really want to watch a game. I got a chance to watch them play Andrew Jackson High School in the playoffs with the COVID year. So um I think it was, yeah, I got a chance to see them play them. And they had, um, you know, they had Har- Amari Harvey. They had, um, they got a lot of guys that actually the parents went to Florida High. So now they're getting the kids back there. And it's just, um, it, it's the talent that left them. I mean, um, uh, what's the boy's name? Um, um, Arnold. Arnold, um, the young man just went to uh, he just went to Alabama. He was at John Paul, but he was at Florida High for a minute, then transferred. But it's um, you know, I I like one. It's cool because when I still go to Florida High, you go my name's on a on a record. So so that's always cool. So when they good and my name's on the record, that makes people think I might have been better than what I was. Yeah. But it's kind of like I said, is is I want. I'm not one of them old heads that just be like, man, if I had these opportunities that y'all had, I would have been better. Man, I don't care about that. Just like with the name, image, and likeness, man, I want them boys to be millionaires if they can be. Go eat. I did this so that you could do more. It's about building, it's about leaving the world better than what you got. So like, even me, like, I feel like the way I played at Florida State made people say, well, all right, let's go see what Florida High has. And then I think, you know, that, and then you start, not just me, then you see Jenkins, you see some other guys, got a few guys in the league after that. People are like, okay, well, man, I want my kid to do right. that. And it's all about building. And I think um, they've built a family. Um, they've built some things in old Hickman, installed a lot of stuff that young Hickman has. And they still say some of the same phrases. I remember every day at the end of the practice, he was like, other than that, all I know is I love Florida High football. And you still can say that to somebody who played at Florida High, and they'll know exactly what that means, like how to finish that. So um, I just, I, I hope they continue to be good because, you know, at a time it wasn't pop- Everybody wanted to go to Lincoln when I was coming up. And I almost went, actually it's crazy if I don't went to Lincoln. That, it's crazy how much D1 talent Lincoln had um, during that time. Everybody wanted to go to NFC. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy how much talent that NFC had during that time. But like to see people want to go to Florida High and it's not a situation where it's just like a real private school. You got to get accepted into Florida High and they can, they literally have a locked amount of kids that they can have um, because so they won't lose their charter. And to be honest with you, even then, they could have to have it's, – it's a direct representation of the census of the state of Florida. So if the state of Florida is, let's say, 55 percent um, Caucasian, 55 percent of the student population that at Florida has to be Caucasian. Whatever the percentage of African-Americans, it has to be that. Hispanics has to be that. Native Americans has to be that. Or they'll lose um, the charter status. So – it's just crazy how they can do that with all of these things yeah. that are going on, these um these stigmas. But, you know, 
I think, um, like I said, it's a, it's a dope thing. I hope they continue to do well because one day I will be able to come back to more games and I will be able to bring my sons to these games. And, and I want to be I want them to be able to be like, hey, daddy's school was kind of oh, was kind of good. Playing? If he has his way, yeah. you never know. I, I I see people all the time talk about leaving Tallahassee and I look at how I can get back. Yeah. Like, I really want to, you know, and as I continue with some of these things that I'm doing, if it brings me here, I have no problem coming back right. to Tallahassee. Right. Um, and he may go to Florida. Right now, looks like Jacksonville is just, Jacksonville is just home right now. But I bring a lot of Tallahassee to Jacksonville. And it's crazy that everybody wants to leave here so you can't make it. But just think about who's come out of here. Like, you got T-Pain influenced an entire oh, yeah. music industry sounding like Tallahassee. Telling people, explaining the songs. I'm like, man, that's a Tallahassee. That's a, that is a Southside Tallahassee feeling right there. Yeah. I can't tell you how to know how everybody else feels, but I can tell you we ain't had strip clubs. So going to your first strip club, I can see how you can fall in love with one. Yeah. You don't know how this works. <laughs> um, you know, just stuff like being a good country Southern boy, being sprung. Seeing somebody from out like just some of them songs, I'm like, man, okay, I can, I can vibe with that. But also the dichotomy of being successful. Like on that first album, he had um, uh, not going through a lot. Um, Fly away. Just listening to how the different things and then some like somebody told me today was my day. They see me on the big screen. They see me on the stage, and it must be true because here I am. Like people are telling you how big you are and everything you're doing and how proud you are, but inside you're just like. Right. I don't even know, man. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just yeah. out here just giving right. through. So it's just, but again, Tallahassee, you see, uh, you know, people come here for college to get that little influence to go be mayor of Atlanta, right. be a mayor of Minneapolis, be a mayor of, um, of different things, running for governor, running for this stuff. It's so much. I think sometimes you can get in, you, you get here and you see all this greatness every day. And you just get kind of balled down and you don't realize it until you leave and right. other people want your influence. Right. And that's kind of why I bring a little Tallahassee everywhere I go. Right. Now, now that what he talking about for with T-Pain. I'll never forget. I saw T-Pain in an interview and he said he was walking past a mirror and uh, he was getting ready for a show. And he looked at the mirror like. I can't believe this me. I really t- he is he is it's almost like he had an out of body experience. Uh dog, this really me. I'm the one that everybody out there cheering for. Him. So, you know, this is amazing, man, just to hear uh what Mr. Coleman got going on and the things that he said for Florida High. And I love the thought process he had with a lot of things he just said. And I want you to just give the people what you got going on now. Um, things that you may have coming up or things that you might want to share with them as well. Okay. Um, one of the biggest things is I have my um, Den Media Group. Um, I do sports radio. Um, I get a chance to talk about I, I get a chance to get paid doing everything I love. I get to talk about sports. Um, I'm sponsored by ABC Fine Wine and Spirits so I get paid to drink alcohol, dehumidor, smoke cigars, <laughs> and shoot. I have a gun company that sponsors me so not suggesting anybody do any of these things in abundance. Just there are recreational activities. Yeah. But it's it's so cool that I get to talk about my alma mater. I get to cover the Jacksonville Jaguars, talk about the NFL, and I get to talk about topics in the manner in which I do. Um, so, and I think I'm, I want to encourage more young. And it kind of goes into what my main passion is. Um, so many people talk about our culture and the things that the subsidiaries of it, hip hop, sports, but they are not of the culture. So you got a lot of people who judge young men and women 
um, but not understand why they do. I, in fact, one of the funniest things I had, I get into this argument. Great guy, Coach Murphy, old white man. He always says he hates when the guys celebrate when they score a touchdown. He said, act like you've been there. I said, man, I scored 10. I would, I, I've been there. It's hard to get there, and you never know when you're going to go back. Yeah. I said, if I'd have known my last touchdown was going to be whoosh, 17 years ago, you know what I would have done? I'd have celebrated like it was no tomorrow because you. that's why you do you do all of this work, man, for one fleeting moment. Right. It's not, And you're not hurting anybody. You're celebrating your success. Nothing else we do in life do we tell people to act like you've been there. Like, if I get a $100,000 contract, you best believe you're going to know I got a $100,000 contract because I'm going to celebrate. Right. If y'all get a million views... You're going to celebrate, right? right yeah. You're going to act like you've been there. You ain't been there before. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what it's going to be like. Yeah. You don't know if, how long it's going to last. So I do that to try to help bridge the gap, but I also do that to help sponsor. I have this company called MFT, the MFTK Foundation. It's Mentors for the Kids is what is one thing. But if you've been around kids enough, you've said MFTK under your breath to some kids. Man. It's man, them kids. And it started as a tongue-in-cheek joke. But then we started getting money, and then I started. Then I wanted to do a book bag drive home. Everybody said, "James, you don't ever do nothing back home." So I said, "All right, cool." So during COVID, I said we're gonna do a book bag drive. All the money that came from my t-shirt sales, and then we did a good crowdfunding, and then um, some other people came in and big time, and and we bought. The goal was to buy. I was gonna buy hundred book bags myself. So anything I do, guys, this is what I'm doing. If y'all want help, come on, we can do it bigger. But I, and at a minimum, we're going to do this. Right. We ended up giving out 600 book bags at Bond Elementary School. Bond Elementary School is the only elementary school that would let us do it in Tallahassee. I went to Appalachian. They wouldn't let me do it. Nobody else was open. To their defense, COVID. But Bond said they wanted to do it. And we put a food drive, shut down the whole hood. Not a thing happened. Bad, but positive. Got some press. Not a lot. Somebody got shot. It'd have been all. It'd have been national, but yeah. but we got six hundred. Then we did it in Tyler, We did it in Jacksonville. Did five hundred. So I was like, all right, bet. Let's double that. So we did two thousand. Um, we did a thousand in Jackson, Jacksonville last year, and then a thousand here in Tallahassee. We're gonna always do it at Bond until they tell me they can't do it. I kind of wanted to do it at Fairview since that was my first middle school, but whatever. Right. This year was crazy because we gave away. Um, 36,000 total book bags. Yeah. It's not my bad, my bad. 3,600, my bad. That's, I exaggerated, my bad. Got too excited. 36,000 is the goal one day. We gave away 3,600 in Atlanta, Tallahassee, Jacksonville, and Tampa. So when we did it this year in Bond, we had 1,000 cars that came through. So 1,000 families got fed. Each car was able to get food, about a week's worth of groceries. And it got anywhere between three to four book bags as long as the kids registered. Jacksonville, we had about um, 1,200 that came through and we fed them and did all of that other stuff. And then the other places we distributed those. Those are my big things. I'm going to do those every year as long as I'm here. COVID almost took me out for my 36th birthday, my 37th birthday. So I thought that was going to be the last one. So what I'm telling people is, and we do it around my birthday every year. So it's kind of like similar to what little Duval does Duval day in Jacksonville. So he goes into the hood, everybody comes out. So that's really what my goal in goal is, is to have like a big game day. 
So when we here in Jackson, Tallahassee, we're going to always be at Bond. We did a football camp right after that. You know, you know, if I can get here on a Friday, we're going to do a, a, a social gathering where people are just having fun and partying with a purpose. And so that MFTK5, we also did a STEM camp because I will teach them how to play this game at a high level. I will equip them to be educated, but it's the brain. I make more money now off of my mind and my thoughts than I ever did off of my body. Mm -hmm. And what I want to show young men and women is that, yo, like what we're doing right now, I am so infatuated with production. I have no idea how to do it. I have to literally, and I talked to my son and I said, son, you realize daddy gets paid, but daddy can't do nothing without your uncle. If your uncle says he's sick, daddy can't have a show. I don't know how to push them buttons. I don't know what to do. They do all of that. I want young men and women to know that there's people behind the camera. There's more than just being a rapper. There's more than just being an athlete. There's so many other ways that you can go make money and have fun doing it. So, but how do you know? Unless somebody introduces right. you to it. So I'm introducing them to that. So that's the goal for that. And all that's through my MFTK Foundation and just giving kids experiences and giving them hope. But the main thing is, is equipping them and equipping them with the tools that are necessary to survive, feeding them, and then showing them a different way. Um, that's the, I, all my other stuff is cool. I'm great. That's why we have sponsors. People watch it, like it, don't, really don't care. The most important thing is making sure that young men and women that particularly that look like us, but it doesn't matter. I don't care. I ain't going around with a with a with a chart yeah. looking at people's skin tone. <laughs> and I don't also tell people to give me their tax returns. I don't really care. You come through that line, I'm gonna help you. Right. Um, because I want somebody to be influenced to change the world. And I know that their voice might be the thing that gets people. And I've been around so many different people that have helped me. So that's the main thing. Just uh, I, I'm an amateur philanthropist, I guess. But um, really, it all comes down to if I can make them kids successful, they probably not gonna mess with my kids. So and my kids don't fight. My kids don't fight like I fought. So like I don't I don't want them to have to fight like Daddy fought. I just want them to be the great kids. It's like um, uh, Ball. Levar Ball is probably one of the best dads that nobody talks about. That nobody understands. Nobody gets what he did. He was who his sons couldn't be. All his kids are very quiet, very meek, don't do anything, but that don't help you in sports. So what did the dad do? The dad became the voice in the, I will promote my kids, I will be the jerk, so that my kids can just be who they are and still have success. Right. So I don't want my sons having to go out and know it. Like my son, I think he's been in one fight. That's great, I love it. By the time I was his age, I had been in a lot. I don't want him to have to do what, that, what I had to do. Um, and, you know, that's the biggest thing. And just ha and then promoting um, black fatherhood. I guess that would be the biggest thing. Uh, they tell you we're unicorns. We don't exist. You don't see any of that stuff. Nah, it's, I, I only hang out with black dads. If you don't take care of your kids, you can't hang out with me. Yeah. In fact, me and my dad's relationship ain't as great because he didn't take care of his kids. So, like, but he's a better granddad than he was a dad. So it's about, rec and then again, reconciliation with that. So, um, you know, y'all don't care if you're married to the woman. Just, you got to be, right. got to be involved with your jets, man. So that's, um, that's, I'm sorry, man. I'll talk all day. That's my thing. I no problem, man. I got to thank, I got to say thank you again for Mr. Coleman coming on, man. This is Jane Coleman, man. Florida high legend. He went on to Florida State, do big, to do great things. He played on a high level and, um, He's still doing great things to this day. I love the things he spoke on for us, his kids, and the things he's doing with his program. And this somebody who all young kids can kind of look up to because 
he had a certain way how he was when he was younger. And all of us, especially, you know, when you're a young man, you get that sense of, oh, I know what's going on. Nobody can tell me what to do. But he was able to evolve into a person that a lot of kids can look at and say, you know what? If he can do it, I can do it. And he he promoting a positive message, too. And I just want to thank him again for coming on, man. And I'm going to leave y'all how I always leave y'all. Keep your head up and not down. I guess you'll fall to the ground. This is the Life and Football Podcast. Catch you next time. (laughs) 